Calvary Church presents Lead to Serve, a leadership podcast with Ed Taylor. I have to say, uh, before we jump into the word, uh, that I really thought coming back together uh, at a time like this that I would be addressing all of the issues of the COVID crisis. I thought I'd be uh, addressing issues of division and difficulty of some of the things that we heard and, and, you know, why I I was getting emails, you know, you're opening too late, you're opening too early, and somebody was gracious enough to send me the Constitution so that I could read the Constitution and know, and and it just, it, it it was hard for everyone, the pressure, the layer, and, you know, the layer upon layer and quarantine and then getting laid off and having financial, it was just, it was pressures for everyone. But in the last couple weeks, things have changed. And COVID is not the highest concern, although it still is a very big concern. COVID isn't the biggest concern now. We have incredible racial tensions. And as a pastor and as a friend, I believe I need to address these things uh, biblically with us as a church family, both here and also watching online. So I jotted a few notes down so that I could be as crystal clear as I could uh, for our time today. I want you to know that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the answer to every problem in the world today. It is the gospel now, forever, and always until eternity. And for us as a church, we want to be gospel-centered in everything that we do. There is no question whatsoever that we're living in difficult times. And as believers, we need to approach them with the right perspective. Justice and mercy always and forever flow from the cross of Jesus Christ. And they come together. It's the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us and forgives us and makes us new. Listen, there is no doubt that racism is sinful. And while our culture loves to make things political and seek justice that way, we know that this is not a political issue. This is a moral issue. According to the Bible, it's a sin issue. We live in a fallen world. One that is wandering around without without God and without hope, like many of us were. And the church of Jesus Christ in the world today has a responsibility to remember this, that we are in this world, but we're not of this world. And so we approach things from a different perspective. We have higher responsibility to whom much is given, much is required. And we're able to look at things in a sober way, And declare that any injustice is not from Jesus. And our response shouldn't be from emotion. And how careful we need to be. Our response needs to be not from emotion, but from God's word. From our changed lives. From the appreciation of God's grace in our lives. And how he changed us from the inside out. The church is the salt and the light on this earth. And there is an ever-present devil on a demonic world that's looking to divide, to divide this world, to divide the church. And that's when failure comes in because a lot of people are angry and frustrated. And we all have our own angers, our own frustrations, and we also have our own biases that cause us to label one another. We label one another in categories that don't glorify God. Let me give you the labels that God gives. God gives a label on all humanity, and that's this, that we have all been created in the image of God. And so everyone, everywhere, are image bearers of God, redeemed and not redeemed, that we reflect God. 
and therefore are able to show respect and honor to the people that are due. We've been created in the image of God. And it's good for us to learn to listen and to express the love of God to others. I know that I love you no matter what your skin color is, black, brown, white. I love you in Jesus' name. Jesus has put a love in me for you. And I want to learn from you and I want to listen. You have many of experiences I've never had before. And I haven't experienced life from your side, of, from your point of view, in every area. And we want to learn how, according to Jesus, to love one another, to listen to one another, to learn from one another, to walk alongside of you in order to see many come to faith in Jesus Christ. Listen, if the gospel is the answer to every problem in this earth, every sin problem that exists, then you and I as believers in Jesus Christ are gospel carriers. And everything we do is to point people to Jesus Christ. Like Ezekiel, I want to sit where you sit. Like the friends of Job, I want to learn to sit in silence and allow you to express yourself. Because there's real pain that exists. For most, racism is not just a term. It's not just a word. It's not just a political construct. For many, racism is real pain. It's the looks that they give and it's the fear of walking down the street. It's how they were treated. It brings up old wounds and fears with real life that stings and it's painful. And for many years, the church, well, they haven't gotten it right on topics of racism. Maybe we're the generation that can get it right. Maybe we're the generation that can allow the gospel to so permeate our lives that we bring unity in a relationship with God first and then with one another. As we learn how to hurt with those who hurt and rejoice with those who rejoice. It costs nothing, church, and jeopardizes nothing and compromises nothing to show sympathy and empathy and understanding in a time that's being ruled by emotions. It costs nothing to stand with sinners, but it costs everything as we point fingers of hypercritical judgment in time of grief and mourning. The answer to the problem is the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's my role and my calling, and I believe, and I take this very carefully and very seriously and very prayerfully, uh, not being able to sleep for night after night knowing that I would need to address this from a biblical perspective and you just take it from my heart. Like, this is, this is my role. I'm going to have to answer to God. That's what most sobers me, is that one day I'm going to answer to God for this moment, this moment right now. Not all the moments of 20 years. I'm going to answer for those two, but I'm living in this moment, in this time, and wanting to give a balanced approach biblically so that we could walk in mercy and we could walk in love. The same love you know, as I begin to think of my own life, it's the same love that saved my soul. What was it in me that was worthy of salvation? Nothing. Nothing. I was anti-God and anti-people. My role, the reason I was put on this earth is to remind you and to remind me of the glorious power of the blood of Jesus Christ. And that in him, we are brothers and sisters as the church. That we learn to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and we love each other with that love that God has first loved us. So I'm asking you in many different ways, but I'm asking you to be careful on social media. Be careful with what you say and how you say it. For me personally, it's very grieving and heartbreaking 
to hear some of the things that have been posted on our own church page. Now, you know I haven't been on Facebook in a while, and I'm still not. But I've had people try to tell me, did you see this, and did you read this, and that? I'm like, no, and, and someone started reading tonight. I said, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know who wrote it, and I don't want to hear it because I need to pray for them. I need to pray for the things that are being written that are vicious and cruel and unchristlike. And that's just one little sliver. That's our church page where the response is so painful. I just don't understand. Accusations, destructive rants, some have been directed at me personally. Accusations that I'm not doing this right or I'm not doing that right or, or one of the painful ones is that somehow I don't value policemen. Like, you don't know me to say something like that. And by the way, if that's the approach you want to take is to write it on Facebook about me, then, then you don't want to talk to me about it. I'd rather have you talk to me about it. Many people have. My email box has been probably just as full as social media. And there are two types of people. And I want to share this with you so you, as you're dealing with people, that you would understand there's two types of emails I get. The first kind of email is somebody heard something, saw something, they've made up their mind, developed their own narrative, and then wrote me a letter that gives me no room to answer. Because any way I answer, it's not going to satisfy the person that's mad at me of the thing they made up about me. And so I just simply say, thank you, may the Lord bless you, because I don't know what to tell you. I don't, know how to ha- I don't know what you want to accomplish. But I get other emails, and the other emails start out with asking me a question to clarify what I said or what I meant. Those are beautiful, because then we can have a dialogue. And I can say, this is what I meant, and this is what I said, and this is what I meant. This is how I wanted it to come across, and this is what we're doing, and this is... And as you're ministering to people and as you're connecting with people and as you're disagreeing with people, you know, I'm convinced of this. And it just hit me this morning about four o'clock in the morning. It hit me this. Like, I'm convinced that then when we get to heaven, we're all going to agree on everything. (laughs) Isn't that great? We're all going to agree on everything. Nothing's going to matter. We're going to worship God. We're going to bow down. It's all about Jesus. And then when we're in unity now, we get a taste of heaven. Because we are citizens of another world waiting for the city whose builder and maker is God. But I want you to approach people with a, with, with a caution. Hey, we can believe more than one thing at a time, you know. You can believe that racism is sin. And you can believe that rioting is wrong. And you can believe that there are far more good police officers than there aren't and you can believe there are great firefighters and you can you can believe a lot of things at one time your belief in one thing doesn't need to destroy another brother or another sister or break the bridge to build into someone else's life i recognize my role as a leader and i have no problem taking the hits of people uh, that that would come I, i i will receive them that's what god's put me here for I want to help you process this. And if I'm the one that, that hurts over it, then so be it. It's not anything like Jesus paid. But I do want to say that I want you to be careful with your emotions because this is a very emotional thing. It's not just they are hurt. We are hurt. We are frustrated. 
we're going through these things. And it's better if you have something, just come and talk to me, email me. I mean, if you really have a bad email, let me give you an email address to send it to you. Ready? Ian at Calvary. No, don't do that to him. You can send it to me. I mean, if that is, I'd rather you walk in love, but if it just, you want to communicate, let's communicate, let's talk, let's, but, but listen, to me, it's never going to be a political issue. The, the, the solution in people's lives is not political. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so it's never going to be political for me. It's always going to be, how does this further the gospel? And love always furthers the gospel. Will God use the political realm and the systems? Of course he will. But maybe we're the church that'll get it right with the gospel. Maybe we're the generation. We were born for this. And I think that recognizing that it is difficult and it is frustrating, I just acknowledge that I'm sorry it's so much for you and it's overwhelming. It's difficult. Can I ask you to open before we get to the text today to Isaiah chapter 1? Would you take your Bibles? Isaiah chapter 1. If you ever question a lack of love for me towards you, you should ask me. And I will either repent of my sin or affirm my love or both. And I would think that that's the pattern to go with other people. With other people that if there is a problem, the Bible says in Matthew 18, just to go to them. Because the enemy wants to divide our culture and he wants to divide the church. Why? Because he knows a house divided cannot stand. So in Isaiah chapter 1, I think we get insights. I'll be posting more scriptures on my Facebook and on Instagram along these paths. But let me just take you back a few days, okay? It wasn't too many days ago that me and my family jumped into the car and we drove down to the gravesite of my son, as we have for the last seven years. And we drive in the same street to the same driveway, down the same driveway, make the same right turn, park pretty much in the same place, and walk to the graveside there. And there's a little stone that was put there. And on that stone, on that black stone at the head of my son's casket has a few things on it. The first one, of course, is his name. It's right there at the top. And then it's birthday, which takes us back to our high school days. And then it's his day that he died, which takes us back to all the pain that surrounded that. Then on the right-hand side, up in the right-hand top corner, there's a star. It's the star that the Colorado State Patrol uses because my son was a cop, which is pretty ironic for God, for a guy that grew up in so much trouble that he ended up raising a kid that was a cop. But that's the way it was. And my son served in this my son served this community 20, you know, day in and day out, standing in the gap to keep things safe. And below that is the scripture. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 17. Something that he kept dear to his heart. And I think it speaks to the days in which we're in. It's what he leaves us, unfortunately on his headstone, but also through his life, where the Bible says, learn to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. And plead for the widow. And I believe God is calling a generation of believers to make the gospel the most important thing. That really is what I believe God is will. And, and everybody's in a tough spot right now. Things are so divided. 
And that hurts. And you know as well as I do, I've shared this time and time again, hurting people hurt people. And in order to show empathy and love to whatever segment of society there is, is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And we can show empathy and love to one another without approving of sin. And we can validate a person's value as an image bearer of Christ. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do as you navigate through these very difficult, difficult times, which leads us to our Bible study today as we continue this series on hope. And by the way, I've been, I began to uh, invite people on Calvary Live to dialogue on this topic. Black pastor friends of mine, many of you, you have met because I've, I've invited them here. And we've posted these on our app and also sending them out through our podcast. And we're talking real issues and allowing them to express, listen, we, don't, we, we know heaven, we're going to be in full agreement, but we also know on earth, we're not going to be in full agreement with one another. But full agreement is not necessary for fellowship. Full agreement is not necessary to humble ourselves. Full agreement is not necessary for us to enjoy one another and to show preference to one another, to esteem others better than ourselves. And so as you listen to them, listen from their perspective. I'm not a black pastor. I don't have their perspective. I didn't grow up that way. I have my own story. And my own story navigates through difficulties and such, but it's my story. It's who, where I came from. And so I want to learn, and I want to grow, and I want to be more effective in these last days. And so this last Wednesday, I sat down with Pastor John Moreland, giving us his perspective. And then Thursday, I sat down with my friend Bill Buffington uh, from Calvary Chapel in Inglewood. He gave us our perspective. This Wednesday, I have scheduled my friend from Newport News, Virginia, Pastor Tony Clark. And we'll be sharing, talking together on these topics. And then Thursday, I have Pastor Al Pittman joining me on Calvary Live. So we can just open up the dialogue and tell us what your viewpoint is. Of course, the, the, the good news of my relationship is that these are gospel-centered men. But they do see things from a different perspective because they come from a, from a different perspective. And we're learning, aren't we, to, to appreciate. And you can appreciate in a variety of different ways. And that's my heart's desire for us as a church, that we become that, that place of refuge that's known for our love for one another. That's what we get known for. We're known for our love for one another. And so let's jump in. I have a word, uh, I think, that speaks directly to the issues that at hand and that God would use this time to stir us, to challenge us, and to humble us. So Father, thank you for the scripture that I see at least once a year, sometimes more, to remind me to do good, to seek justice, to reflect your heart, God. And I know I don't, I'm not always hitting that mark. I think myself far more than I think of others at times, God, and I pray for your forgiveness in my life. I pray that you would teach me how to be more empathetic, not less. That my heart would break like Jeremiah's heart broke over Judah's sin. Like Nehemiah broke over Israel's sin. Like Jesus broke, his heart broke over Jerusalem's sin. Even for mine. And I pray you would teach us the root of hope in a very tumultuous time. 
And I thank you for this church family. I thank you for their desire to grow in you. I thank you for their desire to obey you. I thank you, God, for their desire to be changed by that sanctifying work. And forgive us, Lord, and hold us back and protect us from division. And let us be unified in the gospel and the good news that you can save anyone at any time by the blood of Jesus Christ. Lead us, Lord, through this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lead to Serve with Pastor Ed Taylor, a leadership podcast from Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. If you have a leadership question you want to hear answered on a future Lead to Serve podcast, please email it to pastored at calvaryco.church. And if you like our podcast, please subscribe, rate, or review us on iTunes and share us with your friends on social media. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on the Lead to Serve podcast.